I guess it's good that we cut it right there because I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything prepared. I didn't know what I was going to say. I've never been much of a rapper. I do believe, though, that, uh, I think 2011 had a little video. Go check it out. You won't be able to find it. Those who know will. I'm cutting all this, by the way. This is ridiculous. But welcome to the Spectator Sports Podcast. I'm rolling solo dolo today. It's your boy Kareem. The other guys aren't serious, you know. I think they like one picked their nose too hard and it's bleeding. Gross, I know. The other one, um, he had to get his eight hours, you know, and he had to get his eight hours of sleep for the second time today. So it's just not really serious types of people. But anyway, I'm here to talk sports and boy, wow, golly, what a week of sports we had. This sports week was pretty good. Well, so starting on Tuesday or Monday, because the Super Bowl was trash. You know, I'm probably the last person to say it, but the Super Bowl was trash, man. 13 to 3. First of all, I'm watching teams that I could care less about. That didn't help. I could not care less about Tom Brady getting a six ring. And then the fact that he kind of limped into it was even worse. Jared Goff looked like a junior high school quarterback, like Pop Warner, and they just threw him into the game. Man, he's trash. And he was the number one overall pick. Wow. So that game was trash. We don't got to spend a lot of time on that. Patriots won. Boston people doing Boston things. L.A. people, I'm not even sure. They, L.A. people are in L.A., right? The Super Bowl was this weekend? Dog, I thought the Super Bowl was in June. That's the NBA Finals, dog. Oh, my bad. That's every person in L.A. right now. Oh, my bad. I thought it was in June. Yo, you sure that was the Super Bowl? You ever, be, you ever talk to somebody that's just so wrong? And they want to double check. Are you sure the Super Bowl wasn't in June? Dude, I'm sure it's it's late January, early February for like the last 50 years. Can you check? I'm a check. I hate somebody like that. You you drop a 100% fact on them and they're like, agree to disagree. That's the worst person. You ever speak to someone that says agree to disagree? When it's fact versus fiction, it's there are no opinions involved here. You're like, dude, the Super Bowl is not played in June. They're just like, agree to disagree. And you're like, you know what? We're going to agree to disagree on your level of intellect. I think it's low. You disagree. But anyway, let's get to basketball because that's what everyone really cares about right now. Football's over. Thank goodness. Thank goodness football's over. Now we can get to basketball. Basketball is so cool because speculation drives the sport. If your team sucks, all you want to hear are about the free agents that are leaving good teams, the good players being traded from good teams, and hopefully you're praying and wishing and hoping that your team can kind of fleece the situation 
and get one of those guys. That's what really drives the NBA these days. No one. It's like the games are the afterthought. It's like, oh, the Warriors won again. By the way, Kevin Durant might leave. If the Warriors pay everybody, they're going to have a $300 million payroll. Who are they not going to pay? Is Draymond going to leave? Speculation drives the NBA. Kevin Durant flipped out like a John. So, (laughs) oh my God, I was watching this. Kevin Durant. You can't ask these guys. He is so sensitive. He goes, (laughs) so why do I have to talk to you? I don't have to talk to you. Are you going to help me play my job better? Like, dude, calm down. You get paid millions of dollars. Part of the job is answering stupid questions or answering questions over and over again. It's a part of the job. Is it the most important part? No, it is not. Obviously, it's not. But it's a part of the job nonetheless. So take a deep breath. Ignore the stuff that you don't want to answer. Answer the things that you do. Obviously, that's a lot easier for me because no one has ever asked me a question and cared about the answer ever in life. I don't think anyone's ever written down a word that I've said before. And I'm like the guy that like trains people at work. And I go, hey, you should write this down. People go, yeah. And they they don't even have books out. That's me. Life sucks. Anyway, so getting back to the NBA, you know, these trades, the Porzingis trade is probably the biggest trade that's happened so far. Porzingis gets shipped off to the Mavericks. Knicks get back some cap space. I think they got a couple bags of chips, some nihilators, some juicy fruit gum. Obviously, they're not going to eat the juicy fruit gum. Nobody likes juicy fruit. They're going to throw that away. But you know what? Looking at the trade, you're not really going to know who won until you see what the Knicks do with the room, right? There's talk of them keeping DeAndre Jordan past the season. We'll see. He's become accustomed to getting paid $15, $20 million. I don't know that there's a team out there that's going to pay him that much, but I think he could command 10, and I don't know that the Knicks would be able to pay him 10. But we'll see. We'll see. But Porzingis goes to the Mavs. They're going to sit him out the rest of the year, but Luka and Porzingis, double white man can't jump. The Mavs are going to be like Boston South. And I think the people that know what I mean by Boston South, they're laughing right now. There are some people, I don't get it. I, I love Luca. Why do you like Luca? Why do you like Porzingis? Why? Cool haircuts? True. True. No, they're really good players. Hopefully Porzingis can stay on the court, something he could not do in New York. I'm very interested to see what kind of contract Dallas offers him. Do they put up a whole bunch of protections in there? Because you know New York was going to do that. Porzingis has played less games each year he's been in the league. Culminating in his fourth year in the league, not playing one single game. So I think the Knicks dodged a bullet. $150 million bullet. Because 
Porzingis was largely shielded from the from the New York media, from the national media. All the blame for everything that's gone wrong with the New York Knicks has been put on Carmelo Anthony, but he's not there anymore. And then they put it on the organization, mainly Phil Jackson, but he's not there anymore. By all accounts, Dave Fisdale, he's loved throughout the league. Players that haven't even played for him before sing his praises. Steve Mills is in the background. It's going to be all on Porzingis. Scott Perry has a tremendous amount of respect throughout the league. So you have your general manager is beloved throughout the league. We haven't heard from Dolan. We haven't heard from Dolan all year. So we can't even blame Dolan anymore. He's in the background. Fisdale's love, so the coach is loved. The GM is loved. It's all on the players' shoulders. And to me, I think that's why Kristaps Porzingis chose to leave. Because I think he could see the storm coming. If the Knicks weren't successful and he's the best player on the team, it would have been over for him. He would have felt a storm unlike anything he ever felt growing up in Latvia. You could stamp that. Because the New York base is not going to, they're not going to keep creating excuses for you, Porzingis. Chris Stapps, Porzingis. They're not going to keep creating excuses for you. It's time to put up or shut up. And he chose to shut up, take his ball, and go down south. So good luck to him. Tim Hardaway Jr. is joining him. We'll see how long he stays on that team. I think he'll be there. He has a pretty hard contract to move. And I think once you move him down to a third best player, he should be pretty consistent. He can perform in that role. So we'll see. AD has not moved. Surprise. Pelicans was sitting at home with their feet up on the desk listening to Magic Johnson begging like Keith Sweat. You know Magic Johnson was on the phone begging. Please. Please, man, let me get that Anthony Davis, man. I give you four first-round picks, man. I give you four first-round picks, man. You don't even know, man. I give you four first-round picks. I give you Lonzo. Come on, man. I need that Anthony Davis, man. Give me that Anthony Davis, man. Bagging him, please. I give you Brandon Ingram, man. I give you Kyle Kuzma, man. You want Rondo back? I give you Rondo back the magic, man. To give you Rondo back, baby. Dell Demps got the phone on mute, laughing his ass off. I know it. I know he was. You're not going to be able to tell me otherwise. I know he was. Magic leaving voicemails. Hey, it's the Magic Man. It's the Magic Man, baby. I got another trade proposal for you, baby. Pick up the phone, baby. I got another trade proposal for you, baby. Take all of them. If I'm magic, honestly, if I'm magic, I would be taking calls for LeBron James. I know that sounds crazy, but if you call Toronto right now, 
and say, hey, LeBron for Kawhi. Is Toronto going to hang up that phone? I don't think so. I think Toronto would make more money in 30 games with LeBron James and a finals run because LeBron owns the East. The Lakers get a young superstar in Kawhi Leonard. I don't even think that the Lakers fan base would be upset that they traded LeBron James. I don't think so. LeBron James is 34 years old, man. Kawhi is, what, 26? I don't think it's dumb. I, Huh. All that trouble LeBron James caused this week, and then he want to sit on the edge of the bench when they lose by 42? I'm taking calls for LeBron. If I was Magic Man, I would have called the Pelicans. One, hey, Dale, you up, baby? It's the Magic Man one more time, baby. You up? Listen, man, keep this between me and you, but I, you could take LeBron. You want LeBron? I would have traded LeBron James. It just don't seem worth it. You don't have enough time. And by time, I know he has a four-year deal. That's not what I mean. I'm asking, do you think LeBron James is going to be on the top of the game at 37 years old? Is he? I don't. As the best player, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if he can lead this team to the playoffs. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That ninth seed is very competitive. Sacramento made a lot of good deals. They're looking like they want it. I think the Clippers gave up, but if you look at the Clippers last year, they weren't even supposed to challenge for that eighth seed, but they did. So who's to say that they won't? And just because they don't make the playoffs doesn't mean that they can't steal a few games. So it'll be interesting. And plus, if we're talking about the Western Conference, making the playoffs as an eighth seed in the Western Conference, is that really making the playoffs? You're home in a week. And making the playoffs as an eighth seed is nothing for the Los Angeles Lakers to hang their hat on. So I'm taking in all this information. The whole team feels alienated. They're downtrodden. They're sunken. They lose by 42. All types of speculation everywhere. Can't even open their phones. Kuzma said he can't even open his phone without seeing something. A text message. Something. Couldn't get away from it. If you were going to trade half the team for Anthony Davis, how much could you get back for LeBron James? Seriously. What would Toronto give you for LeBron James? What would OKC give you for LeBron James? What would the Clippers give you for LeBron? They would give you four first-round picks. Hey, LeBron, we got good news and bad news, baby. Could you imagine that conversation? Magic walks into the training facility. It's the Magic Man. <laughs> it's the Magic Man. Let me holler at you, baby. I don't know. I, I, so for some reason, I have Magic Johnson being from Atlanta or, you know, somewhere down south as opposed to Michigan. But LeBron, we got good news and bad news. The good news is we worked out a trade. LeBron's like, that's great. That's great. That's um, so uh, it's Alonzo. Who's uh, who are we keeping? Do we keep Hart? 
Magic's like, yes, we kept heart. He's like, oh, word? Did we keep coos? Yeah, yeah, we kept coos. I'm confused. They took Lon. They took Lonzo. Nope, nope. They didn't take Lonzo. Oh, this this trade sounds amazing. Did you have to give up some first round picks? No, we actually got some picks in return. Did you? How did you get picks? How many picks did you get? Uh, we got four picks. We got four picks. So wait, if you kept Kuzma, you kept Lonzo. Who did you trade? Magic eyes start getting big. LeBron still ain't catch on yet, though. He's looking like, Magic, who did you trade? Then the Magic man starts turning his head. A little bit of a grin because he can't help but smile, especially in those um, uncomfortable situations. Then LeBron James realizes it. His heart sinks. His chest starts beating really fast. Magic, who did you trade? LeBron, we traded you. I thought you said that you had good news. Yeah. If you don't think the good news is that we traded you, then maybe it's good news that we traded you to the Clippers. You don't even have to move. Either way, you, you got to leave. You, this didn't work. You got to go to the other side of the building. I really think I'm, I'm joking, obviously, but because that, I don't think that, that they would trade him. First of all, LeBron James probably has a no trade clause in his contract. I just can't imagine that he wouldn't. But it would really make sense because that young team could not handle being in the news for those reasons. Oh, my God. Six and 12 over the last 18 games? Are you kidding me? Six and 12 over 18 games for a team that wants to make the playoffs? That's a tanking record. Makes me wonder if they won those six games by mistake. Lonzo think he's slick. Lonzo got injured ASAP. He saw his name in a trade rumor. See you in six weeks. Lonzo's like, what more do I got to do to stay in L.A.? I'm shooting the ball from the side of my face. I'm shooting free throws with my eyes closed. I pass the ball up court and stand in a corner. Who would want to trade for me? I want to live in L.A. I see right through you, Lonzo. You don't go from being national player of the year in high school, all-American in college, to straight-up trash. You can't even do the things that people can do when nobody's on them. You can't even shoot free throws. That's how I know you're faking. You're not fooling me, Lonzo. Lonnie. You're not even Lonzo no more. You're Lonnie until you start playing like the player that everybody knows you can be. All right? Lonnie Ball. Don't Lonnie Ball sound like a swindle artist? If you went to school with somebody named Lonnie, you know that they were stealing or dealing. You know, you know they was. Lonnie, the dude that's in the cafeteria selling the snacks for less than they sell them in the cafeteria. He's like, yo, man, why would you go buy them 
Why would you go buy them sugar cookies at the front, man? You know I got two for 25 cents, man. Come on, man. Get me the cookie. Buy the cookie from your boy Lonnie, man. You know Lonnie. Come on now. Lonnie Ball. Until you shoot free throws at a 70% rate, make some layups, and bring that shooting percentage over 45%, you done. You Lonnie. You Lonnie Bull instead of Alonzo Ball. Lonnie Bull. So that's me, man. I would have traded LeBron, but or at least I would have inquired. I'm not even going to lie to you. I would have inquired about a trade because it's just too much, man. It's just too much. I know Magic doesn't like to back down from anything, but the negative, the negativity surrounding the team, it's going to take a lot to overcome. So we'll see what happens. Philadelphia made a big splash. Well, to them, they made a big splash. I saw on Bleacher Report that they were calling the 76 They said the 76ers had a big four now. Since when does Tobias Harris qualify as big anything? He's never even made an all-star team. He's just a good player. He don't, he's not a part of the big anything. He doesn't need a poster. He, I don't. Shout out to Philly, I guess, for trying something. They were going for it. You know, that's the big phrase this week. Who's going for it? Toronto traded. For 97-year-old Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol run like both feet, hips, knees, and his back hurt. I don't know what they thought. I don't know what value. I guess he's a good passer. You always hear that about the big man. That's a, he's a really good passer. I don't want you to be. I want you to be a good shot blocker, a good dunker, a good rebounder. I pay point guards to pass. Okay? Kyle Lowry is one of the league leaders in assists. Passing for the big man is icing on the cake. Don't give it to me as the primary skill. I expect absolutely nothing from Marc Gasol. This is the same guy that Fisdale started to bench last year because he was being ineffective. And if you were ineffective at 33, am I supposed to expect to think that you got your groove back at 34? It's ridiculous. He's past his prime. He's over the hill. This is a, a primary case of a team trading for a name. Marc Gasol has the name. Former Defensive Player of the Year. Former All-Star. He's years removed from that stuff. Not to mention he's never left Memphis He's lived, he went to high school in Memphis. He's been in Memphis for the last 20 years. Now you got to worry about the culture shock. It's going to Toronto. It's about to start heating up in Toronto. You don't know what kind of distract. You don't know what. Listen, you don't know what you're into until you're exposed to something. And I'm sure Toronto has a lot more stuff that Memphis, Tennessee has. But we'll see. He's a consummate professional, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. We'll see what happens. I'm not very confident that that move is going to work out. 
The East is looking like a it's a three team race technically. But right now I think the Greek freak I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to take that. But we'll see. We'll see what Boston does over the second half of the season. They've looked amazing since the year turned. Huge game against the Lakers tonight. Rondo got the put back in. Lakers won at the buzzer. It was a really great game. The Celtics were up by as much as 18, I believe. Lakers came back and took the lead in the third quarter. Fourth quarter started. Celtics came out on fire. They went up by like five or six or something like that. The crazy part is the Celtics were up six with like a minute left. Lakers hit a three, got a steal, hit another three. Game was tied. It comes down to the last minute. They're going back and forth. Kyrie hits what should have been. Well, there were 11 seconds left. He put the Celtics up by one point with 11 seconds left. 11 seconds, a lot of time. LeBron James is dribbling bolo crazy. He passes it around. It goes to Kuz. It goes to Rondo. Everyone's touched the ball. It gets tapped around. Rondo picks it up. Swish at the buzzer. Lakers win. That's a huge win. But when you're dealing with a young team, success is important, but momentum doesn't always exist because sometimes they ride really high on the big wins and they forget about the effort that they put into it. And it's hard for them to resummon that exact same effort for lower quality teams. But the Lakers got a pretty difficult schedule coming up. They have Philly. On Sunday. That's a big game. That's a really big game. Philly's a really good team. And they're going to be, you know, they're chomping at the bit to get their big pieces out together on the field, on the floor together. Uh, Jimmy Butler is probably going to wreck this thing. Because if he thinks he didn't get enough shots before. You know, he's... Tobias Harris does nothing but shoot the ball really well, I might add. He's a really good player. He's not, a, you know, a big anything, you know, but he's, he's a good player. So I wonder what the, if there's 30 games left in the season, I wonder what the over under is. What's the over under for Jimmy Butler spazzing and cursing out the coach again? Brett Brown who to me is not that good. He was out coached last year because there's no reason the 76ers shouldn't have made the Eastern Conference Finals. There is no way you lose to a bunch of backups and rookies like he did versus the Boston Celtics, helping enhance the legend of Brad Stevenson or Brad Stevens, whatever. I'll call you whatever you want. You ain't won nothing. Brad Stefferson, the coach of the Celtics. Bobby, uh, Bobby Steels. What's his name? Bobby Boucher Stevens. Bobby Boucher Stevens. You know, Brett Bobby Brown. It's just it's pathetic. So many cool trades. There were so many bum trades too. You know, like I guess the Lakers were trying to hold on to Zuba. I can't believe they didn't keep him, but 
I like Zubac. Zubac. But he's gone over, you know, he's gone to play in the other locker room. I really, I can't, see, speculation drives the NBA, man. I can't wait until July because I want to see if Magic Johnson tries to trade half the team again. He better not. He better keep these guys. If they are able to grasp that momentum and play like a team for the rest of the season, they can move up this list, man. And if they can get to like a, you know, a sixth seed, seventh seed, I think it'll make things very interesting. But that's enough for me. I just really wanted to go over, didn't really talk about the Super Bowl that much, really wanted to talk about the trades, spoke about the LA game tonight because it was such a great game. Man, it was such a great game. But I just wanted to get something out there for you guys, uh, trying to be consistent with this thing. Thanks for tuning in to the Spectator Sports Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Spectator Sports Podcast. And uh, talk to you soon.